Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781 837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello, well, my South Shore neighbors, this is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Benjamin, how are you? I'm doing. How are we doing, Sharon? I am doing great. You're always so mumbled. I can't figure it out, but you can hear us okay? No, actually, uh, something's going on. Uh, it sounds like it's turned up a little high. Okay, perfect. Well, we will make some adjustments here, and um, in the meantime, do you want to play another commercial, and we can figure that all out? Sure. Give me just a second on that. Okay. Tell everybody, uh, just you know, ID, ID real quick, if you don't mind. Okay, perfect. So we are just making some adjustments. To our WATD listeners, if you are listening, we are sorry for this little technical uh, concern here. Actually, that sounds much better right there, Sharon. All right. Well, perfect. Then we are back. We have no idea what we were doing, but, you know, we just, you just know, played around we, with we some just buttons. Just played around with some buttons. Hooray uh, for playing around with buttons, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I think we're better off just leaving everything the way is perfect rather than shutting everything down with the volume wise. Anyways, so um, another good week. Wow, that week went by fast, huh, Mary? It really, it really did. I don't know where time is going. I can't believe that the end of this week is August. I know. Like August. Where did the summer go? I don't know. But you know what? I have to tell you, I feel like I said this to Mark earlier. This has probably been the best summer that I have had maybe ever. Good. Yeah, well, we were talking about COVID and all the negative things about COVID, but it has definitely taught me and my family how to sort of slow down the pace a little bit and yeah. just enjoy every moment. I'm totally glad to hear that. Yeah, really it makes, I feel like I feel so relaxed. Ooh. I went paddle boarding this morning. You, you know, I can tell when you've been in the sun because your hair is blonder. That's <laughs> like, that's the effect that I want to get. So I just keep going to the salon. But to, like, you know, it <laughs> it's weird. I've been wearing a sun hat. I am now oh, really? like the lady with the sun hat. Yeah. I bought myself a sun hat. Yeah. Because I thought I was going to go to Georgia and then you know, well, that didn't happen and well, isn't happening. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was there with Aruba. So don't, you know, I, I do have, I do have empathy for you though, because it does stink, especially you're looking yeah. forward to it, looking forward to it. 
Um, but you we're know. just going to call 2020 a wash. Yeah. That's, but you know what? Maybe you just um, a, do a, like a staycation and just do some day trip, like do a couple things. Go to like Melissa had a great time down in Newport this past yeah, weekend. You could go over to the vineyard, you know, stay over there because that's, that's a, in the that's state. A, that's a good idea. Could stay I at home where it's safe. By Maine. Portland, Maine is like one of my favorite places to go. Yeah. We're not allowed. Yeah, I know. Why don't they like us? Mm, because they don't want COVID. <laughs> Oh, with so. They're afraid we're going to bring it to them. Well, if, so, if anybody's listening from Maine, I don't know if you get us up there, but yeah, I don't know what what their what their beef is with us, but um, yeah, they apparently don't want us sort of intermingling yeah. with them. Um, well, uh, they can keep their traffic really to themselves, to ladies. I'll say that. Um, he was telling us earlier that he has to actually produce a po- uh, negative COVID test because he is going to Maine. So they're pulling people over from Massachusetts if they see you have a Massachusetts plate really? and you have to produce a um, negative test. Huh. I, I Yeah, well, it makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I wish I, I wouldn't mind w- getting tested. I might get tested. The problem is how do you prove that person to person? I, I don't know how you would enforce it. Well, I don't know. I guess they would just pull over a lot of people from Massachusetts. Yeah, they, I mean, but they see a Massachusetts license plate. They well, they, pull you they over. might be sitting at the tolls, too. Uh, I think the tolls are closed. Mackenzie just went back to Clemson, so she had been up here. Hey, Sharon. Uh, for six weeks, and mm. all the tolls were closed going through the New Jersey Turnpike and all that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so. That's why we, Sam and I were worried because we were worried that the tolls would catch us. Yeah. And when we came back, um, if we didn't mandatory. Sorry to break in, ladies. We're going to check weather. Oh, sorry, weather. Traffic one more time with Lisa DeMilo. Lisa, what's going on out there? Well, Ben, uh, the expressway southbound's all clear from top to bottom. It's about a 10-minute ride there. Northbound's tied up from Granite Ave to Freeport Street. Route 3 South is moving along from the expressway down through the South Shore. And Route 24 South, you're looking at a 17-minute ride from 93 to 495. This report is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. Want to get back to work? Join UPS as a warehouse worker in Boston. Earn up to $16 per hour, plus up to $25,000 for college. Apply now at upsjobs.com slash Boston. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. We're back. Hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with the McNamara Broker Team. I am Sharon McNamara, and I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located here on the South Shore. Beside me right now is the beautiful Mary Baker. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you. I'm noticing our beautiful yeah, sign. Yeah, do you like our new sign? Ben, can you see that on um, oh Zoom? Oh, my gosh. I can. I'm so obsessed. Y- it's so nice. Isn't it great? That really was nice that. looking. Well, I, I love that. No, for the, let me try to uh, explain it a little bit for the folks in Radio Land. It's a one wonderful white billboard it's got this perfect is it that the the navy blue the dark blue and the light blue i can't see from this far out but yeah. uh, it's got Our this wonderful for trim real estate round table so That's but awesome. if everybody does want to see us and they're not listening to the radio of course you're listening to watd 95.9 uh you can find us on facebook live so you can see us in studio here at our in-house studio here in uh pembroke center right across the street from stop and shop and uh yeah so i ordered that I love yeah. it. I think I ordered it while it's I was so on vacation. Nice. It's yeah. so nice. I forgot I it. about it. And it looks great. Mm. It really does. Uh, well done. What's that? I said it looks great. Well done. 
No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, in another life, she's going to be a designer. Yeah, I love that stuff. I really do. <laughs> yep. And that's what I did on vacation because like I enjoy doing that For stuff. For me, I get frustrated and I like toss. Didn't I yell at my computer one day? I was trying to do something and I like screamed at eight o'clock at yeah. night sitting in my desk and Sharon's like, what's your problem? I was like, I can't get it I to can't work. do it. That's what Mac does when he tries to like print and if it doesn't print, like he just keeps on pushing it anyways. Um, we digress. We digress for sure. We have Melissa Wallace in the house with us as well. Um, you can see that her chair is empty, but her presence is in the other always room. Always felt. Yes, always felt. She is getting us uh, all put together for all of our Facebook live pages. So you can go to Marshfield Connect, Pembroke Connect. You can go to Situa Connect, Dorchester, Dorchester Connect. Connect. You can go to Boston Connect Real Estate. Mm-hmm. You owe me a Coke yep. thing. Um, and McNamara Broker Team. You can find us anywhere. Yeah, McNamara Broker Team. You can be my friend, Sharon Costa McNamara. Uh, so you can find us there and see what it looks like when we're in studio. If you have any questions for us during the show, you can go there. Or you can connect with Benjamin, who is at the studio uh, in Marshfield, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. So tonight, what we're going to talk about um, is actually... You know, Mary, we've been talking about this and sort of as COVID was happening and things were changing and how do we do open houses and now things are getting to sort of a normal, mm -hmm. you know, now, you know, phase three and people are sort of a little bit more laxed, but we still have to take precautions and low, low inventory. I mean, you did some great stats um, maybe at the I end want, of July. Uh, yeah, I want to re-up those stats just to see where we are now yeah so maybe that will be good for next week's show because we'll be yeah. at the end of um you know the end of july you know one of your stats i think it was like 1600 i think that this was in may yeah. 1600 less listings than we had this time last year and we were low inventory last year so covid you know people are sort of waiting and deciding what to do um, people are saying wow the market is really great right now the market is very fast right now I've, I've, are, I've, I've never, I've never, you and I talked about this yesterday. I've never felt this yeah. craze before. It's always been busy. Yeah. But this is a craze. It's that so anxiety of trying to get your buyer clients into the house and get their offer even looked at. I mean, we're, that's what we're going to be talking about yeah. tonight is. So if you're a buyer out there looking for a new home, um, first the disclosure that I want to state for everybody, uh, just full disclosure. These are our opinions. This is how we run our team. These are the thoughts of what we are as a real estate team. If you are currently working with another real estate agent and you're in the process of buying a home or selling a home, you need to take their advice. We're not trying to um, supersede what your agent is saying. 100%. Yeah, we're just telling you how we do things. And it might be different than how your agent does things because we tend to all do things a little bit differently. 100%. Not that they're bad, but this is how we like to do things. I learned everything from you, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically we have one opinion here. <laughs> Melissa's always got an opinion, but I learned everything from you, so I don't tend to disagree that much. Yeah, we have one opinion, and all three of us have the same opinion. So, um, so we last week. So one of the things I love about the office is, you know, getting together, having these. We have like town hall meetings through Zoom. I love calling them that too. Yeah, it's and it's sort like, of like a roundtable. And one, I loved the way our meeting went the other day. I was mm -hmm. so impressed with just how everybody was collaborating, mm -hmm. and I, I gotta say we at least had maybe 12 or 13 agents that were And it was short notice. 
Oh, very much. It was like the night, the day before we were like, we're doing a town hall meeting tomorrow. But that just goes to show how prevalent what we're talking about and how much it actually like affects mm-hmm. agents and how, how much our agents care really at mm-hmm. the end of the day that they want, um, they're trying to learn as much as they possibly can or brainstorm how to get our clients the best services and mm-hmm their offers looked at. Yeah. And two, I mean, this is coming from a buyer perspective because we're having a lot of frustration and that's what our town hall meeting was called was, you know, the current real estate market and the frustrations that are sort of going along with it. So that anxiety that you felt, I've been in the business for almost 20 years now. So I felt that in 2004 and it made me very, very uncomfortable as well. I didn't like that fast pace, people making decisions with emotion. Um, you know, it was just all over the place. Well, I feel like we're back there again. Uh, Right now, um, so when we had that town hall meeting, actually it was Trish Flynn, who is um, of course part of the Flynn team. So Trish and Nick Flynn, husband and wife team um, with Boston Connect. Trish has been with me since day one here at Boston Connect. Uh, She was one of our office managers Mm -hmm. in Bridgewater. She did our trainings in the office. I mean, she's just full of really good insight and wisdom when it comes to real estate. Very, very good agent. Uh, They make a great team. And she came to me and said, hey, uh, can we do this? Because- I'm getting frustrated. So we put it together. Like you said, I think we had like 12 to 15 people join us. And there's a lot of things that are going on. So I thought it would be good, Mary, because you're seeing things from a buyer perspective because you're out with our buyer clients. And then I'm going to sort of give some examples of why I think some of the things that are happening are not good for the seller. So my mindset is always... Your fiduciary responsibility, my fiduciary responsibility is to my seller client. Mm -hmm. Your fiduciary responsibility is to our buyer clients, well, us combined as a team. And I just see, you know, we're we're talking about deadlines. And let's just let's just start with deadlines, okay? Okay. We're gonna get right into it. Again, if you have any questions, 781-837-4900. We are not going to be breaking tonight uh, for Josh Cutler, a state representative. Uh, He's actually in session right now. So um, he- Wow, that uh, sounds a little more important than than what we're doing. Than being here with us. (laughs) We're uh, just a round table, not a session. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Actually, I thought of that before, remember? The round, uh, the The sesh. sesh. Yeah, I liked it. Hi, Mel. Hi. I'm so glad that you joined us. <laughs> Are we everywhere? Happy to be here. We're everywhere. Yep. We're everywhere. So why don't we talk about, um, for our WATV listeners and for all of our uh, listeners on Facebook and everything, um, what we're seeing with offers and explain to them what I mean by deadlines. So typically, and I'm sure if um, anybody is working with an agent or you could probably go on any of your third party sites and see in the description, offer deadline Tuesday at 5 p.m. Well, so essentially what that's saying to agents and buyers is get your offer in by 5 p.m. on Tuesday for it to be reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you want me to give my opinion on that? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you, well, what are you seeing? Okay. What are you seeing happening? So it's, it's kind Like, how are you making showings and all that? Like, what are the difficulties that you're seeing as a buyer's agent? Yeah, I'm trying to explain my frustration without actually being too frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty, pretty sure you can't drop an F-bomb here on WETV. Seriously, I'm like, oh, I can't believe this is actually happening. Um, Yeah, please don't do that. In our uh, open house. house It was was real, real talk. Yeah. Um, So what 
what we're combating as buyers agents being out there and um, every property that you're trying to get your buyer into seems to have an offer deadline of say Monday at five o'clock but then the showings don't begin until Saturday or Sunday for two hour blocks um, where they're only allowing one group so in every 15 minutes and in doing that, I mean, there's only so many rounds of 15 minutes in two hours over mm -hmm. two days. It's becoming increasingly difficult to schedule appointments for your buyers to get into that house prior to the offer deadline. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, it, it, I mean, it has a lot of, there's a lot of factors. It's low inventory, it's price point, it's... Mm -hmm. um, it's desirability of the area, what, whatever um, mm -hmm. is bringing it up. But for the buyers, it just seems as if it, not that they're being left out or they're being pushed aside or like, why didn't the agent act quick enough to mm -hmm. get me an appointment? Um, you know, why can't they show it to me afterwards? Why well, can't I have a private Well, we had one of our showing? buyer clients literally was upset with us. We've been oh, yeah. working with them for years. Five and five Five years. Five years. We've been working with him, jumping through hoops. And because of the way that things are happening right now yep. and trying to get appointments and not him not acting quick enough to make the appointment, it's our fault suddenly. Yeah. So, I, and, I, and I think that that's what we want to get clear, right? Is the frustration that we're feeling is for our clients because our clients are so frustrated too. Oh yeah. They're frustrated and not, and not even, I'm not, putting the frustration solely on us. It's just with the whole process in and of itself. Like I went out with a set of buyers that we have this weekend and we showed up to an open house and there was a line of cars. I'm not kidding. All the way down Brook Street and Hanson, if mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And there were people and people beeping at people and it was, mm -hmm. it was just chaos and chaotic and uncomfortable. And you have to mm -hmm. stand outside in the heat. So not only is it frustrating from you know, a mental standpoint of, all right, well, this was at the top end of my budget. I don't even have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's mentally and physically taxing to go through these situations. And and that's the other thing too, is um, actually I can see right now that um, Steve Webster um, from Success Real Estate, um, I used to work for him before I opened up Hi, Austin Steve. Connect Real Estate. Um, and if he wants to sort of pipe in, he can call into the studio, 781-837-4900, Steve. Just curious if he's, if his agents, I mean, he has, he's, you know, so much bigger than us. Yeah. If his, if he's seeing that his agents are having these same frustrations. Yeah. And I think what we need to do is sort of collaborate together. We're not competition. We just wear different mm -hmm. colors. We're colleagues, right? Um, I think, you know, we have to get together to make this fair for our buyers because that's who's losing out on this. I feel like the buyers are losing out and potentially the sellers because, yeah. you know, like I'm yeah. a very strong seller's agent. Um, so I think the frustrating part is you noticed I, I was in my office, Mel, I don't, did you hear her scream like oh, a yeah. week and a half ago? <laughs> like scream, like, are you mm -mm, kidding me? And I was like, what's going mm -hmm. on? She's like, I just, I'm putting in an offer for somebody and I just wanted to look at something in MLS and they changed the offer deadline mm -hmm. without yeah. even calling everybody who showed it. So I hate to say that maybe there's some deception going on out there, but it seems it. Well, I don't even know if it's deception. It's lack of due diligence on, or, or lack of effort, maybe because it. I, I'm well, that was one of our topics. That people are being yeah. seeing that maybe agents are so busy 
they're so rushed that they're not crossing their T's and dotting their I's. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's more, it's so easy right now that they mm-hmm. don't have to try for it because I walked into that, <laughs> I walked into that open house, gave my card. So I know, that I, I know she had it. Yeah. And I know I specifically in front, of, which is, I'm really glad this happened in front of our clients. I said, Hey, when is your offer deadline or have you said mm-hmm. anything? I didn't see anything in MLS. Oh. And she said Wednesday at five. And I said, fantastic. We have some time to actually think about this Yeah, because it was going to be at the top of their price range. And luckily we were putting in the offer early because mm-hmm. if we had waited until Wednesday, they would have missed out. Yeah. And guess what, people? They got the house. Oh, did they? They got the yeah. house. Well, look at me. Unfor- I'm like acting surprised too. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, these are the ones that oh, pulled, then it pulled, pulled, they pulled the, the, off the market. The seller pulled it off the market after, but yeah. imagine if I didn't submit the offer until Wednesday under the impression that that's when mm-hmm. the offer deadline was and my clients had the best offer. Yep. You know, that's that's where she could have she went wrong. Yeah, and that's one of the things and again, I think we have the benefit of, you know, there's so many, you know, we have a big team so we're able to, you know, each divide of us sort of divide and conquer type thing. But I just think that it's one professional courtesy to call and just say, "Hey, I know that you were at the open house. You're having everybody sign in. You had to, you're making appointments for everybody to be there, right? Or was it just a free willy no, type appointment? A by appointment open yep. house. So you you have everybody's name, everybody's number to call those people and say, hey, well, you were at the open house. I may have mentioned that the deadline was going to be Wednesday at five, but the seller, you know, is starting to get a lot of offers and he wants to change that. Like those are the things like for, as a seller's agent, that's me doing my due diligence for my seller because I don't want them to miss out on your offer because you thought it was Wednesday. I'm getting a little fiery. Yeah, um, you are. <laughs> Are you trying to bring it back down? No, I'm trying to get in, but you guys are, are Sorry, talking we went so off. much. We but went off. Um, I something so a couple things. Something that I'm really happy about right now within our office is that a lot of our agents are leaning into me about their offers, mm-hmm. which they don't typically do. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I am sort of involved in I have my hands in a little bit of, of everything, everything. Mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the company that, you know, they can come to me and ask me questions about, Oh, well, how should I do this? And, and stuff like that. And one of the conversations that I had this morning with one of our agents is, you know, she's the listing agent and she didn't set an offer deadline. Um, the house has been on the market for a little bit. Um, but she did end up getting an offer. Her clients do want to accept it, but they, you know, have, you know, a couple more showings for tonight. And she said, well, how should I go about this? And I said, you got to reach out to the two agents that are, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, showing. Obviously your client can do whatever it is they want to do. If they want to accept that offer, then they should accept that offer. But have that open communication with those two agents because it might be a waste of their time. Yeah. Or they might say, yeah, like we'd love to be a backup. You know, always, you know, spin it to be a positive. Donna hey, Bagney, queen a- of backups. Her, all her backups <laughs> always get accepted. It's the funniest thing. Well, and that's like, you're bringing up a good point here is, yeah, you should definitely, and okay, there's so many things going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's so many, th- and this is why we call it the round table. Again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here with the McNamara Burger team from Boston Connect Real Estate. I am Sharon McNamara. We have Mary Baker and Melissa Wallace. Uh, Dustin Hughes is not with us tonight. Uh, he and Casey are moving into their new apartment in Boston. Sorry to butt in, but I do have a text from Ben. I don't, we can't hear him, but he said that Steve Webster's on the phone with a comment. Okay, uh, perfect. But he doesn't know if we can hear them. Okay, so why don't we try that, Ben, okay? Let's go right ahead. Steve, are you there? Okay. Hey, Sharon. Hi, girls. How are you? 
Hey, hey Steve. Steve. Thank you for listening and calling in. Um, well, so everybody course. who is listening, this is Steve Webster. And I think Steve and I um, are a good example of two brokers that know how to play well in the sandbox. Um, Very collaborative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just a mutual respect, I think, that we have for each other. I was with Steve before I opened up on my own. And, um you know, very high regard. So Steve, are you see, did you just have a basic comment or do you feel as if you're seeing some of the same frustrations flowing through your office as well? Well, I think that this is a very uh, good timing on this, on this topic because a lot of the agents right now, and I, I really, you have to throw the blame at the agents, Pete, because, you know, we're the ones doing the open houses. We're the ones controlling the offers and we're the ones setting the rules for the game. And when there are no rules for the game, everybody, there's just a ripe opportunity for people to get annoyed and feel like they got cheated. So when you have a multiple offer situation, it's really, really important that the listing agent knows how to deal with that situation and knows how to communicate the rules of the game to all the parties that are playing so that everybody gets a fair shot and that the seller gets treated fairly and that the buyers get treated fairly because if you talk to the buyers you say look you have one shot at this you need to let us know by 6 p.m tonight uh what your highest and best is then if they don't get it then they're they're gonna be okay because they were treated fairly but if you tell people that the deadline is six o'clock tonight and you know at four o'clock the house is under agreement mm -hmm. then that's exactly what you guys are talking about. It's just, it's, it's a terrible situation. And it makes you look all really, over the place, really bad. Steve. Like, so do you remember this? Like, I, you know, you were in the business, obviously, in 2004 as well. And I remember, you know, that excitement and hype of all of it. So I had only been in a few years at that point, but it always made me anxious. And we are supposed to be doing the best for our clients. And you're right. It is the agent's responsibility to sort of, and I don't want to say like, control your sellers and like to just don't accept that offer just because an agent, a buyer's agent gave that deadline, you know? So if we say, for example, okay, all offers are due by Tuesday at 5 PM. And then an agent comes in with a, an offer $50,000 over asking and says, I want an answer tonight. Yeah, well, you shouldn't even rules, show the, the offer. Rules, like that's what we're starting to do rules. is I'm going to have a document that says that the seller allows the agent to hold the offers until the deadline time. Because, you know, as soon as we get an offer, we, our due diligence also is to, you know, to give it to the seller, to present it to the seller. But yeah, because you know what, Sharon, I mean, I mean if I'm unfair to you and you and I have been doing business for, you know, a decade together. You're not going to forget it if I if I take advantage of our friendship and, and do something that's inappropriate. So, uh, you know, you, you have to be fair to everybody. And it doesn't matter what the buyer says that they demand an answer in one hour. The yeah. rules have already been set and you've got to abide by them no matter what. And doesn't that make you think, Steve, a little bit too about that buyer's agent that puts in that offer that's trying to break the rules? 
because that's the agent I'm not sure I actually want to work with. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, you see clearly all offers are going to be presented. Like they're due by five on Tuesday will be presented at six, you know, and everybody will get an answer by Wednesday morning at nine. I think it's a last, right. last ditch effort when agents do that. It's more of a, people, um, like a Hail sure, Mary pass are, to see if they can potentially look like the hero to their well, it's happening. Yeah, well, yeah, but no, people absolutely, are trying to absolutely. manipulate I mean, and jockey for position. It feels badly for the agent, like Steve said. I mean, look at look at even escalation clauses. <laughs> We're fired up here. <laughs> <laughs> look look at escalation clauses, Sharon. If everybody had an escalation clause, it negates the uh, it negates the escalation clause. It's Very impossible. True. Yep, I agree. You know, I, so you've got mm -hmm. you've got to have. I mean, we don't we don't do escalation clauses for that very reason because it gives one person an advantage that maybe somebody not as educated about the process uh, has. Mm -hmm. So we don't do it because it's it, it, it's unfair. Well, and the other thing so, too, Steve, is, I mean, this is all from the, the perspective of the buyer. So Mary is out with our buyers. And for me, the perspective as the listing agent, I always say, just because this this offer looks that great, okay, let's just say it's one that's fifty thousand dollars over asking. Oh, let's be what we're more seeing, like twenty five thousand yeah. over asking. Yeah. Okay, so we're seeing offers easily twenty five thousand dollars over asking. So the seller gets excited about that, but I'm always like, yeah, but somebody else could maybe offer twenty six over, or somebody else's contingencies, in my opinion, are more worth more value. So do you take a $25,000 over asking offer that has a, a home sale contingency, but it's under agreement and a home inspection, or do you take one that's 10,000 over asking with no home sale contingency and waives their home inspection? Oh, yeah, there's, totally, there's definitely totally agree. Not to so so the when they jump at that first offer, even though they say the first offer is your best offer, you really have to look at these and and really dissect what is the best way to do this. Well, it used to be, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I never saw at the very beginning of at least my career with you, I never saw the, this um, need for offer deadlines. It was presented kind of first come, first serve. And I don't know when it happened. I can't really pinpoint when in time, maybe low inventory. I would, I would say four years ago. It, was, it, it started. Yeah. Low inventory sort of caused yep. that. Did you commotion. see that back in 2004 too? Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Okay. It was, it was just crazy then too. I mean, the only difference then was like everybody was just getting money and like it was Hand over fist just, and, yeah, it was just crazy the way that they were just sort of giving it out and you didn't have any worries, but then we got in a big problem in 2010, but um, it was very similar. Don't you agree, Steve? Just that like fast paced transactional type of atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you guys brought this up. And, you know, I would encourage all the broker owners that are listening right now and all the agents that might be listening right now to sit down with a broker owner and get educated in terms of how to correctly uh, navigate through this kind of a market. It's complicated. And you really need to know what you're doing because otherwise you're just going to make a lot of enemies. Yeah. And that's not and what, that's not not what we're trying to do. Best for your seller, right? What's that? And you're not doing the best that you can for your due diligence to your seller. I mean, when you could get other offers as well. And, 
and for the buyer, I feel bad for buyers that are making these like decisions in 30 seconds. You know, it isn't like you're, I, I, it takes me more time to buy a pair of shoes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And these people are like putting these offers in. But Steve, the other thing too is, and you know what? It's a round table. And I'm so glad that you're here joining us tonight because this is, we get these thoughts, we get these ideas, and then other thoughts and ideas come from it. And this is the thing that I don't want to see happen to our industry is that it gets deceptive where agents are sort of holding it because they have their own offer. So I know that there was a situation with one of our agents um, and uh, it was not local. It was down the Cape. I will say that. And the house was literally on the market for 10 minutes and he called the agent to set up an appointment because his client saw it. And she's like, Oh, we already have an accepted offer on that. He goes, how can that be? It's been on the market for 10 minutes. Right. And he said, can I ask, is, is the client yours? And she said, yes. Yeah. It's awful. I mean, mean, and and he's like, my client is willing to pay more and has no home sale contingency and is paying cash. Yeah. (laughs) Can you explain just, so we're talking about an industry that we're all very, um, in depth in, can you explain why, why that's so negative? Cause I can imagine from a seller's perspective, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, she sold the house before it ever even hit the market. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and maybe she's saving me some money or, or whatever it is. Why is that bad for a seller? I completely agree with you, mm-hmm. but maybe just explain. I mean, Do you want me to take it, Steve, or you want to take it? Yeah, no, I can take that one. I mean, if, it's bad for a seller because to really service a seller properly, you need to expose the property to the market and give it enough time. And it doesn't have to be a lot. But it's got to be more than 10 minutes. I mean, I mean, I would probably, you know, expose it to the property for a weekend, do an open house, and say all offers are due on Sunday at 5 o'clock. That way, everybody has time to, to go in there. They know that it's not going to be under agreement uh, Saturday afternoon at 1. They know that no matter what, that property is going to be available until 5 o'clock on Sunday. So they can take a few minutes, you know, and really think about what they want to do. And it's going to help the seller because the seller is going to get a lot of people interested in the property all at the same time. And the price is going to go up. Mm-hmm. So, and also think, too, I mean, it's impossible to get everybody in there on the same day. They, you have yeah. to keep it like... I know um, Matt Mahoney, one of our agents in the office, just got a new listing. Was it last week? Mm -hmm. Mel, can you explain to everybody how he did his open houses last week? Yeah, it actually wasn't even technically like an open house. He did um, say like, you know, you could schedule showings through this time in there. um, They were just scheduled showings back to back to back to back. And because the, the interest was there. Um, he ended up having to double up on some uh, some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're asking your clients essentially to leave mm-hmm. their house for a full day, um, which can be tough with you yeah. know times right now. But um, and he did three days, right? He, he did like did Thursday, days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, and he, I mean, he was in here a lot, making making a lot of phone calls, making sure that everybody was okay with what he was doing, you know, with their schedule, making sure that everybody understood, you know, the the guidelines sort of mm-hmm. for his, you know, open house, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. um, and he said that everyone was appreciative of a phone call, mm-hmm. which is so crazy because I mean, we're all attached to our phones. So, you know, just pick up the phone and give someone a call and, mm-hmm. and let them know, 
hey, these are the guidelines for my, you yeah. know, for my open house or for your showing. I just want to make sure that, you know, every everybody's. And I think it worked out great, too, because you have people who are working nights. So, like, if, if you put a house on the market that day and you accept an offer that day, well, what about the person, the nurse or somebody that's working that night? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have did to change up the time. Yeah, he, he was changing did, like, up the time. And, and then, yeah. Um, during the day a little bit, I think. And this is what I said. I predicted at the beginning of COVID, um, and I, I don't want this to get going in a different direction than the direction I'm meaning it to go right now, is I said right from the beginning of COVID with these scheduled little time slots and things going under agreement right away, that pe- not everybody is gonna has access to the same... Um, you know, internet and availability. Not everybody knows what a buyer's agent is, right? So they don't know that they need a buyer's agent to get into these homes, all these different things. And I said, we're going to have some issues with fair housing laws because people are going to feel like, why didn't I get an opportunity to see that house? 110%. And I've actually gone to open houses that have turned away buyers. So you put out an open house sign, what's going to happen? Somebody's going to drive... Somebody's going to drive by, somebody's going to see it, and they're just going to instinctually think, I would like to go in. And I've watched agents, and now I guess if this is how you're operating your open house and only allowing a company showings with a buyer's agent, you would have no other opportunity or no other choice, but I've seen them turn people away. Turn and how people does that help the seller? And say, I'm sorry, I can't let you in right now. Yeah. Well, hey, girls, I, ladies, I got to go, but thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Bye, Steve. Thanks for listening in. So everybody on WATD, that was Steve Webster. Uh, He is the owner of Success Real Estate. And again, I think that this just, I think, yeah, this is our show and we're doing this, but I think the bigger, what we need to do as agents is collaborate with each other Mm -hmm. and broker to broker, agent to agent, let's all play in the sandbox and help our sellers and help our buyer clients to get what they want. Someone wants a house and somebody wants to sell a house. And I just think that we have to get back on track and these little tactics that people are doing in order for their offers to get accepted well, is just too much. So something that Steve mentioned. But Mel was going to oh, say sorry, something. Sorry. <laughs> so something that Matt did, he didn't put it in as a, a public open house. He put it in the description. So that description is fed to all of the third party websites. So it was still sort of, you know, it, you know come come and see this house, but during a specific time, please reach out to the listing agent. And it was able to be fed to the third party websites, which typically it doesn't, but right now we're, um, they're being a little bit more lenient with, you know, in person and in sort Mm -hmm. of zoom showings and stuff like that. So that's how he was able to sort of be able to still open it up to the, the, the public. And even if you didn't have an open house in the beginning of COVID, one of our agents wanted to continue to host open houses, but not have it be, sort of uh, too much attention. And mm-hmm. I said, well, then you can't put out signs. Like yeah. then it can't be an open house. It has to be scheduled showings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're still sort of, mm-hmm. um, you know, figuring out what's best, but obviously what is best is to get as many people through the door safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, our goal is to, yeah, is to sell the house, to sell so. the house for our client. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a listing coming on pictures of tomorrow, so we're hoping mm-hmm. to get it on the market Thursday night. So I will no, be just doing... it coming soon. Oh, you did great! So mm-hmm. forty-eight Stanford Hill in Pembroke, and I will be there uh, on Sunday from ten to twelve. So nice and early before you head off to the beach or wherever you're going, cookouts. 
with 10 people or less. No, we're past that now though, right? We can have more than 10 people, I think. Just six feet apart. Yeah, um, and, or a mask. So um, yes, so I will be there. Again, it's a beautiful, beautiful home, four bedrooms. It, it's, it's just great, uh, salt water, swimming pool, and it's going on the market for $750,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have another listing coming back on the market tomorrow. That's for School Street. And uh, if everybody remembers, it's an antique home that is in Pembroke on the um, sort of the intersection in Bryanville Center there. And um, a tremendous price adjustment. They ended up um, getting rid of the industrial kitchen. Yeah. So all of that equipment is gone. I think it was tough for people to figure out what they were going to do with it. But we were on the market uh, for five twenty-five. We just dropped that price down to four fifty, and uh, that is a great, great house. That's a steal at four. It is such a steal <laughs> at four fifty, like, and it's crazy. It's huge. The house is huge, uh-huh. and it has that whole barn garage with upstairs, and you can have a business there. So I keep on thinking, wouldn't that be a great place for a yoga studio or something like that? I would love to do, have a yoga studio within walking distance. Yeah, to my house. that would be great. So anybody who uh, does that, please open up a yoga studio over there by this house. <laughs> so um, you were going to say something that Steve so, had brought up. Um, one thing that Steve mentioned is um, when we're getting all of these multiple offers and people don't have time to really think, like the, you, you haven't set the expectation, you haven't set the offer deadline. What we see happen, and I literally just saw it on a listing. Um, that one of our buyers was trying to get into. She had it on the market for three days. I called and there was no, uh, no offer deadline set, but she said, you know, we have multiple offers. We're going to be accepting something at 12 o'clock today. And I said, okay, well, we can't get there. So I, mm-hmm. and there was no offer deadline. So I couldn't be upset about that, yeah. right? It's back on market. And uh-huh. why is it back on market? Because there was probably such a mad rush. There's not long enough time for them to have a home inspection. I just tried to get in there on Saturday. Yeah. So it it just there there's a buyer's remorse that's yes. happening with these buyers going in. That's a good point. Yeah, they're going in excited and mm. nervous and scared, and they're so emotional mm-hmm. that um, I feel like the knee jerk reaction to just act and not fully think about, think about it mm-hmm. is it, we're, I'm just seeing it more and more. And that's how I feel like that, back in 2004, when this was happening and I was out there, I was the butcher, the baker candlestick maker, because it was just me. And I remember Aren't you glad we're here now. Yes, I am <laughs> actually. Um, but I do remember saying to clients like, you know, you have to be careful, like how much over asking do you want to do? And right now we're in a position because one thing that we saw probably in the last four years as well is, you know, the house to appraise at or above. So that came with low inventory. People were putting in the, the appraisal clause with it in contingency. Now people are dropping that contingency. Yeah. Good luck doing that now. No, yeah. You can't. Do not get you want the house? It. Yeah. No. If you want the house, you're going to have to pony up. Yeah. Pay, pay what you're offering. Hmm. Um, what do you, what do you have to say about it? <laughs> <laughs> Look how red I look. Do I have a sunburn? I think think you're just really fired up. I am fired up. That is, that is for sure. I don't like anybody getting taken advantage of my dress. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But you know, the reason why I get so fired up is because I don't, I want it to be fair for everybody. That's what it has to be. And I'm tired of it. I think Steve's right though. If you set the expectation and the other thing is, is if the same agents are doing the same things over and over and over again, and 
eventually mm -hmm. the buyer's agents want to work with the listing agents mm -hmm. that are consistent, right? Yeah. Um, before we go for our break, I think in two minutes, um, we, Kristen Howlett, she's a, a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. One of the best of the best. One of the best of the best. She's someone I've been talking to recently. Um, she has a, a, a listing right now, great listing in um, Bridgewater. It does have an accepted offer, but, um, but she made a comment on Facebook and said, buyers are so emotional and they only have a few minutes to decide on the biggest purchase of their lives, mm -hmm. which is so true because if they only get one opportunity to see the house before putting in an offer, you have essentially 15 minutes to decide yeah. whether or not you want that house. 15 minutes to walk through a house yeah. and make a decision. I am not kidding you. It takes me longer to pick out a pair of shoes. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Kristen or somebody in, in, the, in the past few days said to me, you know, I now have to tell my clients, we have 15 minutes to go through the house, look at the things that are most important to you in those 15 minutes. It's like, what? That's sad. I don't like that. No. Um, Kristen actually, I think, texted me at like 6.15 this morning with a little like, I'm sorry to bother you. So I called her back pretty early actually. And um, I was like, hey, what's going on? And she, she was just, you know, there's just so much anxiety going on with the industry right now. You know what I mean? And it's I just- I felt it. Yeah. And it's like, you're worried about, you know, doing the best for your clients. And that's, and I said to her, Kristen, this is one of the things I love about you. And I've, I say this to her all the time. I see a lot of me in Kristen. And I've been saying this to her since the day she walked in this door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, is you can tell when an agent cares about their client because she's stressing out about things that are never going to happen to her. Like, you know what I mean? Like she, <laughs> she's not going to force a client to make a decision if the client doesn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one of the things I love about our agents in our office here too is, you know, and, and she was just like, and then by the end of the conversation, we were laughing and we were giggling and she's like, oh, I just needed that to breathe a little mm -hmm. bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you just continue being you and give your clients the best advice that you can. And if you feel a client doesn't want to proceed forward or shouldn't, we've talked to people out. 100%. Talk to people out of buying a house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we're very proud of you, Kristen. We're proud of all of the agents, you know, they're, they're all doing the right thing. And I think that this is where frustration comes from when yeah. you're trying so hard for your clients and you're following the rules, but yet you see other people not following the rules. And it isn't even like, you know, Steve had mentioned, this is really the agents who are controlling this. Yes, I agree with that. But what I, what I don't like about that is they're taking advantage of their seller client by not saying to the seller, it would really behoove you yep. to really wait. Let's just wait until the deadline. If this one offer doesn't want to wait, that means they really don't want the house. Or if just, they really want the house, they will wait. Well, just set a game plan. Get fiery. Set a game plan before you um, before you list. On that note, we're, what, are we going to our break? <laughs> yep. All right, you want to bring us into our break? Sure. So we are going to be continuing our discussion on offers during this crazy time in this crazy market. Um, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Here is, I don't know, not traffic. News. Here's some news. <laughs> <laughs> W 
ATD-FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. WATD. Streaming online at 959WATD.com. And with your smart speaker, just by saying play WATD. AP News, I'm Jackie Quinn. A government oversight group says President Trump's re-election effort is hiding nearly $170 million from mandatory public disclosure. It's alleged the campaign is routing payments through companies tied to Trump's former campaign manager. A Trump spokesman denies the allegations. Florida marks another single-day high in coronavirus deaths, 191, and there are 9,200 new cases in one day. But Governor Ron DeSantis says things are looking better. If you look at um, visits to the emergency room for, for COVID-like illness, uh, they're at the lowest levels that, that we've seen since the middle of June. Arkansas has reported a new one-day high death toll at 20. The American Federation of Teachers Unions authorizing its members to strike if their schools plan to reopen without proper safety measures. A new $1 trillion COVID-19 response package by Senate Republicans is supposed to give the government the weapons it needs to battle the pandemic. But billions tucked in for F-35 fighters, Apache helicopters, and infantry carriers. Attorney General William Barr is defending the administration's crackdown against protesters. Barr says George Floyd's killing by Minneapolis police was horrible, but rioters and anarchists have hijacked legitimate protests. Defending deployments of federal agents to Portland, Oregon and elsewhere. It's his first appearance before the House Judiciary Committee. You have aided and abetted the worst failings of the president. Chairman Jerry Nadler says Barr subverted the Justice Department and acted as President Trump's watchdog. Barr says he's acted independently. Sagar Magani, Washington. Researchers say several studies have now found an experimental blood test was highly accurate when it came to distinguishing Alzheimer's patients from people who didn't have it. This is AP News. Good evening. Strong thunderstorms moving across Parts of the South Shore, the first part of tonight, still steamy overnight. Below in the low to mid-70s by dawn, Boston's record high minimum temperature for this date, 78s at 1963. And we'll turn a little less humid tomorrow with some sun mixed with a few clouds, a high of 90. Tomorrow night, hazy, breezy, the low 70. Thursday, clouds and some sun with a spot thunder shower. Friday, some sun, less humidity, highs near 86. And then we'll turn cooler at the beaches with some sunshine going into the first weekend of August, highs 80 to 86. For WATD, I'm meteorologist Rob Gilman. Market turbulence can cause panic, and you might be wondering if your investments are allocated properly. I'm Kirk Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Let me help you understand your investment strategy and ensure that it is suitable for you. Then you can turn off the financial news and move on with your life. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here with uh, the McNamara Booker team at Boston Connect Real Estate. I have Melissa Wallace with me. Hey, hey. Hello, hello. Oh, don't you sort of, I, I mean, we love Ben, but don't you miss Ryan a little? Remember he used to do that? Hey, 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 hey. hey. I can say funny catchphrases too, you know? Uh, I doubt it. And what? then we also have Mary Baker. 
Oh, hello, hi. Mary Baker. Dustin is not with us tonight. He is moving into more his important things to new apartment tonight. in Boston. So congratulations to Dustin and Casey on that new next chapter that they're about to enter. Um, we had a closing today um, for 41 Oakland Square. Um, and these people are so, you know, we have like the best clients. Did you see our gifts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was you know like, the tequila is for me. So it's already up on your desk. Don't you worry. Yeah, I, I know. Well, I saw it. That you said that it was for her. Yeah, the tequila is mine. I'm letting you know. Yeah, I was. And then there's, you know, something for you and something for Melissa. So you guys can decide between the, which one oh, gets no, which. Oh, no, don't worry. We already got ours. Oh, you did? There was five. Yeah, I have them out in the car. Oh, you do? Yeah. So oh. who are the other two for? Oh, well, maybe one I took, for Dustin? I took two, two for me and Melissa, right, uh -huh. from her home. Yeah. And then I gave you three. Oh, okay. So and one must cookies. be for Dustin. I'll give one to Dustin. We'll eat the cookies here. But anyways, we're digressing. What are you saying? No, we're not giving one to Dustin. No, we're drinking the wine. <laughs> I know. Can we <laughs> drink it now? You, you got to be here to get the gifts. Yeah, I we're know. We're drinking the wine. But maybe he can so have a shot of tequila. Sweet. Yeah. So that whole journal thing that I read you, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create that. Yeah, I think you should. I am. I I'm going to do that. So it's yeah, cute. more to come. Um, so anyways, to the Walker family, uh, congratulations on this next chapter. And we are so grateful that we could be a small little part of that. Mm -hmm. And they were such a pleasure to work with. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, mm -hmm. we, get it, we, we have to get together. Yes, absolutely. Pop open that tequila and give mm -hmm. you your gift. Well, they have a lot of tequila, so I'm not going to share mine. Oh. <laughs> Here I am just volunteering it up. Would you like Sharon's tequila? Um, so right, 23 minutes left, ladies. All right, so you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable on WATD 95.9 and um, on all of our Facebook pages. Mel, do you want to let everybody know if they've missed any of our past fabulous shows, how they can hear us? <laughs> yeah, if you just love listening to us, you can <laughs> go uh, to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. everybody tunes the channel. Yeah, they're like, uh, no. Uh, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com and listen to all of our past shows. You can follow us on social media at McNamara Broker Team and Boston Connect Real Estate. You can call us here at the office, 781-826-8000. Almost forgot the phone number. I say it every day. Um, <laughs> and I can direct you to whoever you want to talk to, wherever you want to go. Um, and you can also go to bostonconnect.com and find all of our contact information there as well. Good job. Thank you. Okay. What? Yeah. He said something about one-liners, but he sounded like Josh Cutler. Am I hallucinating? Josh? Josh, is um, that you? And if you have any questions for us, 781-837-4900. You can uh, call uh, Ben. You can see that we were able to get a caller in earlier, and we can hear you just fine. 781-837-4900. If you have any question for us regarding real estate, this is our full-time job uh, with our team here and all of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. We have a great, great team here. And a great group of agents. Uh, so if you have any questions regarding real estate, doesn't have to be the topic we're on now. Just give Ben a ringling at the studio, 781-837-4900. So tonight we're talking about just sort of the frustrations of what's going on in the real estate market because the low inventory is causing a lot of commotion out there right now. And um, you know, buyers are up against, you know, this competition of just so many people. It's innumerable. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's difficult too. Like I know you were talking with when we had our town hall meeting with the office the other day and we were discussing this. I think it was both you and Trish Flynn were saying it's it's 
tough because like I have, you know, maybe three buyer clients in the same price range. Oh, wow, so you literally are taking the words out of my mouth. That's so was the, next, that was the next thing I was going to bring up. It's because the inventory is so low. Um, what I'm finding is people that were not looking in certain areas are now expanding the search, expanding the mm-hmm. search to try and um, kind of find. So our customers, our clients are kind of bleeding into each other, which is always... I mean, it's go. It's always going to be an awkward situation when I say, "All right, I have three buyers for the same house. Mm-hmm. We care about you all equally." It's like picking your favorite kid. I mm-hmm. I don't have kids, but it's like picking my favorite animal. Mm-hmm. Except mine is definitely Dexter. Um, <laughs> How can you wow. say that to a cat that you've had forever? You're wow. so I mean, I mean, he's he's kind of high maintenance now. Oh, okay. Let's continue on. Okay, sorry. Um, we don't have Dustin but, to do that. Yeah, but it is. It's like. Um, picking, trying to pick your favorite child. We care about everybody equally and what one has, the other doesn't. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that's really hard to communicate to buyers sometimes is I have your best interest in mind. I have your best interest and I have yours mm-hmm. in mind. What you can do or the qualifications that you have aren't necessarily what the other one's qualifications are. We know that. We can't share that with anybody else, mm-hmm. but it's our job to shine you in your best light. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, for us as a team, I think we don't face the same problem as a solo agent because we divide in that mm-hmm. sense. And that's what I explain to our clients. You always have you know singular representation when it comes to submitting that offer that's completely confidential between myself or Sharon. Melissa could write up an offer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty confident about that. Yeah, you think you could do it? <laughs> yeah, you think, you think you've seen one or two? Yeah. But if if we ever came into that scenario, mm-hmm. we all talk so much anyway. We know what our buyers are mm-hmm. looking for. We know what they need. We know what they want. It's easy for us to divide. Mm-hmm. But imagine being a solo agent. Mm. Well, I think in our office, I mean, we've had situations where we've had to have other people like, like a broker associate, yeah, broker one of or the associate brokers, because um, we have several here at the office, um, you know, write up an offer, but anybody could write up an offer for somebody else just so the, the clients felt like they were in a good place. And, and that's the focus of tonight's show is the focus is who is most important in this real estate market. It's, it's the, the client. Mm-hmm. It is the client. It's the buyer. It's the seller. And, um, you know, this whole multiple offer situation and taking offers before they're even the timeline is done and not giving everybody the fair amount of time to get into the house. It just isn't fair. Well, remember that time. So I'm just going to go back in my memory bank. Remember that time that I had um, we had an open house over at it was Washington Street, the beautiful, um, beautiful, beautiful kitchen. Beautiful kitchen, yeah, gorgeous, yeah, yeah, kitchen, yeah, 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 gorgeous yeah, yeah. kitchen. Oh yes, yes, we I had that. Yep. probably nine offers on that house, and I remember it was the first time we were ever showing. This is actually like one of probably my first experiences with having to set an offer deadline mm-hmm. because it was just yeah. so crazy. There, mm-hmm. we had a pregnant girl crying, mm-hmm. a gentleman screaming at me mm-hmm. to stop the open house, mm-hmm. like it. It was a it was a, a, mm-hmm. a crazy town. Mm-hmm. It's very easy it's for then so an agent emotional. to, for me. So in that moment, it could have been very easy for me 
this isn't how I was trained or how I operate, but it could have been very easy for me to say, get overwhelmed by that experience. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. I don't, Mm -hmm. you you know, and get overwhelmed by that situation. And I think that's what's happening to some agents. Mm -hmm. They're getting overwhelmed by the emotional state Mm -hmm. and it's just so easy all right, let's take the first thing. Yeah. Let's just get get it behind us. Move on to the next. Oh. I got to get I got to I got to get, get the next deal. And that's what we talk about this all the time too. And Mel does such a great job when we have multiple offer situations, getting all the offers together, putting them in our spreadsheet and us being able to sit down and look at them. I love when we play our little game, you know, like <laughs> which offer do you think is the best offer? We should have like a percentage of yeah, how many we've gotten, right? <laughs> And I feel um, like we got it right like all the time. All the time. There, there was, was only one. one. There was only one. Yeah, there was only one that was really difficult for all of us. Oh, even well, the, recently. Yeah, 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 recently there was one. I was like, I don't even know which way to go on this one. But flip a coin. I think, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, somebody said that, that yeah. somebody lost an offer. Yeah, in Laurie. 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 Laurie Reenie. Reenie, who is, um, she is our empowerment oh, team. I would be. Yeah. Uh, director of our training here, uh, training, education, advising, and mentoring. That's how our team is. Um, yeah, they flipped a coin. The offers were so They close. were identical. Identical. Price, dates, everything. So they flipped a coin, but and it, Laurie was like, well, which offer came in first? Yeah. Well, what if her offer came in first? And, you know, so, but... I know. Isn't that awful? Yeah. That's awful. I don't um, think I could live with my... It get, that gives me anxiety, like, just thinking about it. <laughs> I know. High, high, very high-priced home, too. So it's it's happening in, in all... All price ranges. All price ranges. That, we have a that, question, by oh, the way, sorry. on Facebook. Yeah, Did you see do. it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to ask? Um, so Carrie Higgins Devin on Facebook is asking, is Central Air a big selling point? Wondering if it is worth the expense in the long run. With this heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess that that would matter. There's, it, it depends. I yeah. know that that sounds like either a commercial for someone who needs depends or <laughs> it <laughs> depends. <laughs> or it's um, what an attorney would say. Or something. Yeah. But it really does depend. I mean, I would say I don't think that I would go through the expense of putting in an air conditioning system right now to sell my house in a month. Yes. Um, I, if I was going to enjoy the house with the air conditioning for a while, I would say then at least you're getting the enjoyment out of it, but there are other things that you could do as well. And this was Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are other things that I would suggest as well is that if AC is that important, I would say price your house according to the condition that it's in mm-hmm. without AC in it. Right. And then if it's that important to a buyer that perhaps maybe you could do like a concession towards it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So seller is to seller will give a $5,000 concession toward a central AC system. And I, I don't know that you could get it done for $5,000, but it would be $5,000 towards it. And yeah. it really does depend what kind of house you have. If you have a house like Mary's, that is not going to be an easy task. Mm-mm. And we, we put it in here and it was pretty easy in this house, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then we put it in, I added it to my house probably five years ago, four or five years ago. And that was relatively easy. So there's so many variables yeah. with that question. Um, so if if it's a long-term thing, I would say, yeah, do it because you're going to enjoy it. And nothing irks me more than seeing a uh, window AC hanging out of the front of a house. It's my only window. I'm sorry. I, I can't even drive by your house anymore. That's my only window. I can't <laughs> do it. I, uh, see, like I come from the mentality of 
we don't have AC at our house and it's hot. Like it's really, really hot. So for me, you nailed it on the head by saying, if it's something that you're going to enjoy and Mm -hmm. you're going to get use out of, like Sam and I have already talked, it's a next year thing, 110%. That's Mm -hmm. going to be our main goal because it's not enjoyable Mm -hmm. with this heat wave that we've had. And it's not even a wave. It's been Mm -hmm. all of July, right? Yeah. It's been very hot. Pretty much. I have not shut off my AC since I put it on in the spring because I put it on. Remember, we had some warm days and then all the pollen. Mm -hmm. I have not. It has not shut off. Yeah. I just keep it at one normal. Sort of like here, right? We just sort of keep it at one. I'm frozen here, though. (laughs) Well, that's because it's 90. It's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. It's it's trying to fight the the heat that's outside. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, even in the old office, I told everybody, wear a sweater. I used to have a you, Donna Bagney used to bring me in uh, like she brought me in a blanket every summer oh, yeah. that I would I would sit with a blanket. I just have the mentality of I'd rather be cold than hot yeah. because yeah. like you can't take your skin off. Okay, <laughs> like you can take your clothes off. It might be uncomfortable for other people, but like you can't take your skin off. But you can put more clothing on. So I'd rather be frozen ice cold with ten thousand blankets on me. You know. <laughs> All right. So I hope that that answers. I hope that answers. Um, Carrie's, uh, Carrie's question. But Carrie, if you need a follow-up to that or if you want to give us more information, uh, just put it right there in Facebook and we are watching. Uh, again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here uh, on WATD 95.9. If you have any questions for us, it could be about anything real estate related. We're happy to answer for you. 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. We'd love to take your call. We'd love to know that uh, more people than Steve are listening to us tonight. <laughs> we, we have listeners. We have listeners. We do. Tammy's out there. So we are going to continue on with our thought process regarding the offers and how we feel it's, you know, it behooves the sellers to have that timeline open, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're going to continue on with? What are yep. some of our other thoughts? So what do you say to the seller that is, because I feel like the pandemic has really, is, is what is causing mm. the stricter time frame. So yeah. what do you say to the seller that's like, I do want to accept the first, especially if the first offer is good. Like I put my house in the market for 525 and I want to take 525 mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody else through my house. Yeah. I, I like, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want anybody else through my house. How do you, how would you go about like, um, I think I probably would have had that conversation. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I think I would have had that conversation with them before they put it on the market. Because yeah. again, I think what makes us, and I will say this out loud. I think what makes us very good agents is that we are we 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 know who our fiduciary responsibility is for whoever we're working for, right? Is it the buyer client, the seller client? But I also think what makes us really good as a team is always looking at the perspective of somebody, what how the other party feels about that yep. too, yep. right? So if a seller says, you know, I don't want other people going through my house, well, that would have been a conversation I would have had with them at the beginning, because. Is it fair to these buyers who are looking for a house, they get excited about your house and then they don't have the opportunity to see it? I mean, you can only have one person who calls first. Uh, We do have a caller on the line. We have Robin. She has a question for us. Robin, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Thanks. Um, So my question, I heard you mention earlier in the show about competing offers and making an offer with the contingency that the house passes a home inspection. How much of a negative is that contingency if you're competing with other buyers? 
Yeah. So if you're competing with other buyers, I mean, this, it is a very, very good question. What was her name again? I'm sorry. Robin. 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 Um, yeah. Very, very good question. Um, both Mary and Melissa, all of us will have an answer for this. So from a seller's perspective, I'll take the seller's perspective. The seller is going to be like, right on, we're going to take that one. Because I always say to my seller clients, when I put their homes on the market, sellers are look, buyers are looking for what's wrong, not for what's right when they're doing their home inspection. Even though home inspection is really to um, educate you on what the house is and all the parts and moving parts of it. So I feel that the seller is going to love that because that's going to end the pressure for them. They don't have to go through that process. Mm -hmm. So let's just say a house is on the market for $500,000. There's competing offers. So any competing offer generally is going to be at asking or above. So let's just say you went to 510 and you waived your home inspection. And now we look at five other offers and maybe one of them is at 515, but they have a home inspection. My guess is they would take, my seller would take a 510 with no home inspection because they don't have to worry about that, mm -hmm. right? So now, okay. Robin, I'm going to let Mary take the perspective of how we feel coming from a buyer's agent's perspective. So okay. I, I'm, I'm going to do the lawyer thing and say it depends. <laughs> um, when, when we're in multiple offer situations and you have a house that's incredibly well-maintained and you just know like the systems are, are well-maintained, um, updated, updated, you know, the, the, um, mm -hmm. furnace is being serviced. They have a new hot water tank. The roof was done, you know, two years ago, siding was just replaced, newer windows. You can tell, I think being in the business, as long as we have the houses that are just well cared for, if you want to have that competitive edge in today's market, and you're looking at that style house, maybe waiving your home inspection is a possibility for you. Um, but please just note that going through at once you decide to waive that you have no right to get out of the contract um, or get back into that house after you've waived it until you've signed a purchase and sale and just go for measurements. Maybe that's super, super important. And we do a really good job educating our buyers about what that really means. And, and we don't give that advice. No, 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 we do. We you're going to have to tell like, us that you want to waive your inspection before we're yeah, going to have that. We're never going to suggest that to you, but yeah. if that's something you feel is going to give you that edge, then we, we would, we would tell you the pros and cons of that. Yeah. And we actually also have a, another contract that or states agreement that, that states that, that wasn't our advice because we feel that everybody should have a home inspection. Yep. But we also know if you don't waive it, potentially you're not going to get the house either. So yeah. then tell the other part of this for Robin. Yeah. So Great question, Robin. So on the flip side of that, if you are, if you're in a house that you can just tell has been roughly lived in or maybe need some work or, um, you know, you just need to put some TLC in, you know, everybody sees like diamond in the rough TLC, whatever real estate agents mm -hmm. lingo is um, for needs work. 110%, you need to do your due diligence as a buyer, no matter how much money you're willing to pay for this house, no home inspection is going to cost you the structural integrity of the house. So you mm -hmm. go through and you find that there's a massive crack in the foundation that the house actually needs to be lifted and, mm -hmm. and reset or a wall is, is actually compromised. There's pest damage from powder post beetle, whatever it could be. Mm -hmm. um, there's no 
amount of money that you want to spend to have those problems and be unaware of it and put yourself in jeopardy, your family in jeopardy. Um, so home inspections are totally worth their weight in gold and in money. Um, and I just think when considering if you are going to waive it as a buyer, you need to weigh the pros and cons, like Sharon said, very, very heavily mm-hmm. and, and trust your agent that they're giving you the best advice that they possibly mm-hmm. can. Robin, are you out there right now sort of in this mingle of people who are trying to get an offer accepted? Yes. Uh, we actually, I just, we, I just put my first offer in and mm-hmm. it was not accepted. Um, somebody outbid me. And uh, so, I mean, we've been looking for a while, but we need um, a certain style house with uh, a mother-in-law unit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, so that limits exact, you know, what we're really looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're running out of time to try to do, um, you know, make a garage into a mother-in-law unit. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too. We're seeing a lot of multi-generational living right now because of it, everything. I mean, we actually, I don't know what your price range is, but we have one that has sort of an uh, in-law situation, sort of an in-law, but not really. Um, but that's going, it's going on the market for $750. It's yeah. four-bedroom and everything. Um, and, and, and that's the other thing, too. If you listen to the, the beginning of the show, we're giving our opinion and how the best advice that we give our clients. So really, if you did write an offer on something, I'm assuming that you're working with a buyer's agent or did you go directly to the listing agent? No, I have, it's about, I sort of have an agent. (laughs) She's useless, but I have an agent. Um, So yeah, I have an agent, but I'm looking like in Southeastern Mass, um, our budget is not 700,000. Okay. So, yeah, so, her, so whoever that agent is, I would definitely take their advice. I mean, we can't supersede that information because that's a, a, a violation of code of ethics for us. Um, so we're just telling you how we do things and what we feel is the best plan of action when we're working with our clients. And, you know, maybe this will just bring a discussion for you to have with, with your mm-hmm. agent, um, you know, the best way for your offer to, you know, to get a better look at. Yeah. We have to get off at seven 30. Okay. I'm getting the queue. Um, but, okay. we gotta wrap but it up. yeah, so my opinion is always have a home inspection. I, I mean, I just, she's like period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any house that's worth not having one for. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go without a home inspection, but I just know in the beginning of the show, you were saying how that, that, you know, sometimes that seller will accept an offer without the, that becomes a better offer if it doesn't have the home inspection in it. So that's why I called and asked, but thank you very much for your time and I'll let you go. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Robin. And and they definitely will. I mean, the seller will love it. So like, yeah, you'll have a better chance of getting your offer accepted, but I don't know that it's something that we would ever advise our clients to do just to get a house. And again, like Mary said, it depends on the house that you're getting. If it's new construction, maybe that's one thing. I think people have them with new construction more so to learn the system. Yeah, Yeah. learn about the house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's also educational. So it's it's not just I'm looking for what's wrong. I want to know how to use the house. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of first time home buyers like 
definitely a first time home buyer if you've never used mm-hmm. any of these systems before and never been in, responsible for these systems you should learn how yeah. to use them. and too like i wouldn't i could look at an electrical panel and i couldn't i, I could tell you if it was 200 amp but i couldn't tell you if it was double tap door any of these things i think i could now <laughs> i think i got some tricks up my sleeve yeah. i won't well i can I tell won't. you some plumbing things you can you take uh, the plumbing I'll we take have the one minute left you guys want to uh, give a little sneak peek of what we're what our weekend's going to be looking yeah like? so uh this weekend i am going to be at uh 48 Stanford Hill uh, Road Drive Road uh, in Pembroke, and that's right off of Dwelly Street, up in the North Pembroke area. It is a beautiful four-bedroom colonial. It's a coming soon right now. We're hoping to get that on the market by tomorrow afternoon. That is going on the market for seven fifty. It is a very big house. It has like a a little section on the side with a little kitchenette section and another living room, so sort of an in-law type family situation. Um, and it has a swimming pool that's salt water. Um, OCD clients, (laughs) everything is a really nice uh, newer roof and newer systems, really great. And also uh, I'll be at 4 School Street and we're on the market now for 450 with that house that will be coming on the market tomorrow. And I think that one of you is going to be at Bristol. Uh, Yep. All right. One of us is going to be there uh, Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 12. Um, We have two lots that are still available. So come on over and build your dream home. Yeah, and I know we have lots, a couple lots left at Copperwood Circle too. So only new five. construction, only five only left. Only five out of, out of thirty, out of thirty-four units, really. So, yes. um, if you want to get in touch with us in our team, we would love to help you in this next chapter of your life. Seven eight one eight two six eight thousand. Seven eight one eight two six eight thousand. If you have any questions for us throughout the week, just give us a call. If you have any questions or ideas for the radio show in a topic, just let us know. Seven eight one eight two six eight thousand or bostonconnect.com. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Come visit me at my open house.